At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. set the tone on Saturday and week one of the NFL followed it up with absolute chaos. Wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks for joining us on a Monday here on VEASAN Final Countdown. I'm Stormy Tony. He's Matt Brown. And I mean, I couldn't get enough. I got to tell you, I could not get enough of the weekend. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, listen, it was not fantastic for about half of people who entered all survivor pools this past week, Too though, soon. because uh, I listen, <laughs> We'll see if it's a sore subject after tonight, but I mean, you know, listen, if you get one through, if you get one through, then you are better than half of the people that are out there. And you had an absolute sweat, by the way, I my did. friend, you were on the Saints in I both did. of your entries I and did. it looked like it was going to be a close Never a call. doubt. What are you talking oh, about? come on. That was never a doubt. I knew a hundred percent, never a doubt. I was just like, yeah, I'm cruising through. No big deal. Some people. Yeah, um, no big deal. I ended up pulling the trigger on the San Francisco 49ers, which mm-hmm. we will go into at length later on. Um, not pleased with how that result ended up. Um, the whole, you don't expect to lose when the opposing quarterback only has eight completions, but I guess that's what happens sometimes. Um, so I will, I'll move on. I'm not going to make any, you know, rash, yeah, yeah. rash conclusions on Trey Lance after one week. No, no, we're, listen, but I'm not I think that you'll be, I think, I think it'll be, I think it'll be fine. I mean, listen, I don't think there's a ton to be able to, to pull from that game overall. It was a game without his, you know, safety blanket and George Kittle. It was a game in which Eli Mitchell goes out early in the game. He was probably going to get a ton of work for them. He he goes out. And then it was a game in just like the most ridiculous conditions you could base, you could possibly play in. I so read, I mean like I read know. someone call it a pre-revolutionary battle swamp. Yeah. Is what yes. it is. See? Like. There you go. I agree with that. But I'm I'm just a little bit upset because mm-hmm. I was working the Kansas State uh, Missouri game this weekend and Chris Climate, head coach of the Wildcats, recruited Trey Lance back in the day at North Dakota State. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you, you know all about Trey Lance. Is he going to be ready this weekend? He, he he told me he was ready. And I pulled the yeah, trigger, but, and I'm a little bit upset about you know, it. No but one, I'll forgive you. You know Coach what no Kleiman, one ever says? You. you know what no one ever says? What's that? Yeah, he's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, no one ever says that. No Give one, up no one a 10 nothing lead because yeah. you can't play off script in the second half. Not a fan. Anyways, uh, we'll talk mm-hmm. plenty more overreactions later on in the show. Uh, Mike Golick Jr., host of Gojo on the DraftKings Podcast Network, will join us in this hour, as will Sports Betting Hall of Famer Vinny Maiulo in hour two. Get behind the book on how all of the K affected the counter this week as well as looking ahead to week two lines and the like but it is Monday which means 
We have our very first Monday night football of the season and could not be more excited because it's going to be a good one. Broncos a near touchdown favor in Seattle as Russell Wilson looks to cook his old team on Monday night football. I'm going to be saying that a lot this hour, I got to tell you. Might be heading to seven at DraftKings, minus 115 on this six and a half as we sit right now, 44 being your total, if you think the Seahawks pull the massive upset, plus 245. I hope they don't because that is my other survivor yes, ticket I know, I in know. the balance tonight. I hope not either. I actually have a teaser rolling into this one. So I've got the Broncos at, a, at minus one in this thing. I also went ahead and put a small ticket on the over in this game. And I know a lot of people are going to say, wait, wait, wait. Why would you be playing the over in this game with one of the worst quarterbacking situations there is in the league? I actually don't think I'm going to need to rely a ton on Seattle here. If you look, this personnel for Seattle is absolutely atrocious. And and the secondary is horrible. The defensive line is horrible. So I think you're going to look at Russell Wilson being able to do pretty much whatever he wants to back there today. And I think the Broncos can put 30-plus on the board against Seattle mm-hmm. in this thing. And if that's the case, I'm not really asking for very much from the Seahawks and certainly garbage time will be my friend. And I'm going to be the person who is like paying a ton of attention with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, even though it's probably a three score game. But I think that we're looking at a game in which it kind of works in my favor. I think from an over perspective as well, when you have a team that is going to want to run the ball as much mm-hmm. as, as much as Seattle is, but then what that's going to do is when you're not able to advance and you're not able to get first downs and the Broncos keep getting back and they score and they score, then they abandon that game plan in which Geno Smith, one of the most turnover-prone quarterbacks, interception-prone quarterbacks there's been in the NFL any time that he's ever been on the field, then you force them into a game plan they don't want to be in, which is now they've got to throw every single down. This Broncos secondary is absolutely fantastic, and I think what we'll find is maybe if I'm not even having to worry that much about getting movement from Seattle as I am getting turnovers, short fields, pick sixes, strip sacks, all the different things like that that can help get to an over as well. I mean, it is, it's, I think there are a few different paths to, to victory here. Of course, the Broncos putting up a ton of points would certainly help me, <laughs> but I think that, you know, there's a, there, there's a decent chance that C, that Seattle come the second half realizes this running the ball over and over and over again thing isn't going to work. We're not going to get anything done here. And they're just forced to get out of, get, get you know, get out of the game plan that they want coming into this thing. And if that's the case, then I think we can have some, Hey, look, if they move the ball good for me, I don't really yeah. care. You know, I, you know, put some put some garbage points across the board, I don't really care. But I also think sacks, strip sacks, pick sixes, different things like that are also mm-hmm. all in play. I do hope that they at least try to run the ball early a good bit because I have a little bit invested in Rashad Penny. Yeah. Um, in the prop market, which we'll get to a little bit later as well with Prop Watch, um, the way that we kind of analyze different markets coming and, into this game. And with game. that, he's probably going to be the only – I mean, it, the Kenneth, Walker's, Kenneth Walker was technically listed as questionable, but I – I don't believe he's going the, to be playing it was the, in this yeah, game. It was yes. like apparently like the bad side of questionable. Like it was, like, you know, there's like the two different types of questionable. It's like, we're going to put you on here because like we have to put you on here mm-hmm. when you're really, you're playing no matter what. <laughs> and then there's the, we're putting you on here, but we don't quite want to list you as doubtful, but like you're probably more doubtful than questionable. And that's yes. from according to the beat writers that I'm following. He's more on the doubtful side. Yeah, of it doesn't look like yeah. the rookie's going to be out there today. But Seattle, a team that... We feel very confident. We're on their season win total mm-hmm. under. We feel is in complete rebuild mode. Expected to be one of the worst teams in football. Um, does have arguably the worst offensive line in football coming into this year as well, which doesn't leave a lot of opportunity for Geno Smith. I know you're not a fan of trends, so we'll call it a fun fact, though. Yes, fun fact. Um, that Geno Smith covered in eight straight starts dating back to 2014, which I did find a little bit interesting. Uh, he is a capable Quarterback, I guess, is a good term to use. He was serviceable in spot duty last year, one and two with five touchdowns and one pick in the games. He did come in for Russell Wilson. Um, But, uh, yeah, just looking through a lot of things here with Denver, I think that Russell Wilson's going to come in here with feeling right at home, as he should. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do for him and, like, the emotions that surround that if he needs to settle in a little bit early. But for the most part, um, especially when it comes to scoring touchdowns and throwing touchdown passes, even if they're a little bit of a, like, let's say 50-50 run-pass split in this game, they're going to give him more opportunities to be throwing touchdowns once you get in the red zone, no? Yeah, and, I mean, we're going to – we're looking at, like, a secondary here. Like I said, it's it's probably going to end up being the worst secondary in all the NFL for for Seattle. And So that's already two position groups we're talking about potentially being the worst in the NFL and you're rolling out like you're you're rolling out a couple of rookies as well that are going to be playing in, especially when they get into nickel situations and stuff and so like it, it it is everything really does favor that I actually have one of the we'll get to prop watch a little bit later but I do have a, a bet on Russell Wilson over a touchdown and a half as well for pass a touchdown passes because a couple of different things like you said one one 
is there something in me that believes in the narrative that like, hey, do we if we have a choice of letting him get a touchdown pass or punching it in, do we let him get a touchdown pass? So that's like my logic. I, I fall into that. I think that there's a little bit of that as well. But then also, again, path of least resistance. I mean, if we're going to be throwing in the red zone against a, against a bunch of rookies and a bunch of guys with, that want, aren't very good and have a ton, don't have a ton of experience – I think that just like works in our favor here. And so I think Russ, you know, over the touchdown and a half, even though I wouldn't go like if this number had been set at two and a half just because of the opponent or something, I wouldn't have gone there because I do think, again, I think there's a, a chance this gets out of hand. And if this gets out of hand, then we could just see a ton of Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon in this thing in the second half. And so I will just hope that the two touchdown passes get home early in mm-hmm. this one. And then we will just kind of be sitting back and, and watching the second half kind of play out. Do you think as far as the Broncos wide receivers go, that it's going to be kind of a two-headed monster split between Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton? Or do you, do you have a feel for who might get the benefit of those catches? Yeah, I mean, I think Sutton is is the alpha there. Like, I think he is pretty clearly the one with Judy being the two. But it's, um, you know, listen, Hamler's questionable tonight and apparently is, like, on the good side of questionable. Like, yeah, he might actually go tonight in this thing. And if that's the case, then that really kind of throws a, a, a wrench in things because he's going to get targets. If he's mm-hmm. able to go, I mean, he provides a skill set that neither Judy nor Sutton possess. And so that's going to get him some looks and going to get him some targets as well. And then Albert O at tight end has been and one of the, that's just what we're all calling him, right? Yeah, we're I mean, just I sticking I mean, with O. Come on. What are we, what, 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 what are we doing there? I haven't heard any, I've heard nine different pronunciations. Seriously. Like everyone just comes up with like, however they think I'm it excited sound. for the broadcast today. The yeah. first time that that comes out of either Joe Buck or Troy Aikman's <laughs> mouth, I'm going to be waiting for it. How's it go? Literally today. I've heard like five different pronunciations. Like just today. Like, just Albert O. Yeah. Just stick to it. Albert O works. And you know who we're talking about when we say you it. Know. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, and he, you know, he's kind of been this darling through all of training camp and whatever and certainly the the fantasy community is all over this guy as well saying he's got you know all this incredible upside so he could even get in the mix as well which I guess is why you know again we'll we'll prop watch a little bit later we're not seeing any of these yardage Mm -hmm. totals over 60 yards and I kind of get it because there's a lot of mouths to feed and uh, again this is a number that opened up back you know months ago at Broncos just a four-point favorite it's ticked Mm -hmm. up as high as seven do you think it closes as a full touchdown I listen we know for sure that the they're probably, and I say they, like the people who have yet to bet this game who are going to be coming in late because, uh, you know, they get off work and they decide, oh, I'm going to bet this game no matter what because yeah. it's Monday Night Football and it's the only game on television. <laughs> They're likely to bet the favorite. They're certainly likely to bet the the favorite not only the, not only because it's, you know, they look down and see if they're supposed to win anyway, but then also, oh, Russell Wilson, the whole nine yards are there. Geno Smith is starting for the Seahawks. Are you kidding me? It's, 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 there's all kinds of reasons I think this thing could push. And like you said, we're even seeing the juice right now at DraftKings already at 115 on the six and a half. So probably gets back to that, that full touchdown before it's all said and done. Yeah. I kind of see this. I know you think that the Broncos defense, I mean, offense can get over 30 points and I think that's very possible too. My, my mindset when I bet this game, cause I did go ahead and lay the mm-hmm. six and a half, which is where it's at mm-hmm. when I bet it, but we know it's been ticking up and down. Um, it was like a 28, 14 type of a game. Maybe yeah. was what I had in my head, but I could certainly see the Broncos being able to get over that mark. Um, still a lot to unpack here in the NFL, as well as college football, including a number of injuries, most notably, of course, Dak Prescott quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, who suffered a thumb injury in last night's game against the Bucks, expected to be out six to eight weeks, how that has already impacted the betting market and a whole lot more when we come back here on VEASAN Final Countdown. We'll also get some overreactions here on the show. Don't go anywhere. More VEASAN coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. 
Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every single game all season long, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl, just $100. $75 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the sports betting network. And if you're like Matt with an Eagles ticket to win the NFC East, you must be riding pretty high right now as uh, today the uh, the Cowboys, it appears, have nothing but an uphill battle ahead. Quarterback Dak Prescott expected to miss six to eight weeks with a hand injury. Looked like it was that thumb suffered in the 19 to three loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Dak missed 12 games between the last two seasons as well and already expected to miss a lot of this year. Well, let's remember, we made this point here on the show. They didn't even keep a quarterback, too, when they had to make their first initial cutdowns because they cut everybody <sighs> in hopes that there was some other backup quarterback that might have hit the wire that they would, be, would have been able to go in and claim. That didn't end up being the case. And so that's why they brought back who they brought back. And so – we're talking about a team that didn't even like their backup situation as it was and got rid of everybody they had in the room in hopes that there was someone out there that they would like a little bit better, and then that ended up not being the case. And so now you have a team that I know everyone keeps pointing to Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think that the 49ers, and we'll talk about that game here in, in a little bit, I think the 49ers probably want to hold on to him at least for a couple more weeks and see you know, if this is, if this Trey Lance thing's going to work out. I mean, like, I, look, I don't, I'm not taking a whole lot from that game. And again, we'll, we'll talk that game fully in a little bit, but I think that they're going to want to hold on to him. So now you really are, you're looking here and it's like, what are some other options? Well, people, you know, talk about, well, there's Gardner Minshew out there, but are the Eagles really going to help out their division rival? Like probably not. It'd have to be like the greatest package ever. I mean, the Eagles, I think have gotten themselves where they are looking at a like a two, three year window here. Mm -hmm. Like they've, they've gone out and they've done what they need to they do. They look so, very impressive out the gate. So I will maybe say. the, maybe there's something the Cowboys could present that would help the Eagles win today that maybe they would do something like that, but probably not. So if we don't think Garoppolo is going to move and we don't think the Eagles are willing to move, uh, you know, it, it, don't think he's willing to move Gardner Minshew, then what are we looking at here? Like who is somebody that can legitimately be a, do a you big upgrade? Go get, the 39-year-old Ryan Fitzpatrick I mean, out of the media. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just trying to. I mean, throw ideas out of the does wall hip, here. Does his hip work? Like, I don't even know. Like, I mean, he never came. He wasn't able to come back last year because of you know all yeah. that, that situation. So I don't even know. I don't know. Does his hip work? Like, I don't know. So there's it's there's not a lot of options out there. There though. really isn't. And they gambled and it appears lost um, with the situation with Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush is their guy who came into the game seven of 13 for 64 yards after Dak had to leave. Um, I, I just don't know what to expect and neither do odds makers. Clearly a lot of the belief from betters and odds makers like have gone down, drifted in future significantly. The Cowboys go from co-favorites in the division to now plus 550, the longest shot in the NFC East conference odds fell all the way down to 20 to one. And you know, it's not just 
Dak Prescott either. Like, not to be overlooked, Connor McGovern, high ankle sprain. Jaron Curse uh, also injured MCL sprain. Tyron Smith was already out. Um, they already didn't have any other receivers with the exception of CeeDee Lamb. So, are, are is this a write-off team to you? Like, are, oh. are we out completely? You already didn't like them coming into the year, like but are you anyway. totally out and so, like, this is like, this is even more reason to... Yeah, I mean, this is Embrace even more reason the tank to, with to, Cooper Rush. to seriously hate <laughs> this team. And, I mean, you know, you look and the game plan was just disjointed from the get-go yesterday. They couldn't really decide were they going to commit to Zeke or were they going to go with Pollard or were they going to try to throw it or were they not going to try to throw it? Where were they going to go with things? Like, it was it was just a weird game altogether for this Cowboys offense. And, like, listen, we talked about this leading into the season. The reason we were down on this team, because it wasn't just the fact that Amari Cooper was out of there. It wasn't just the fact that, yes, they have a couple of wide receiver injuries, Gallup not being able to be back yet, Washington not being able to be out there for the first six weeks of the season. But there was offensive line shuffle-ups that was going mm-hmm. on there as well on the defensive side of the ball. Like, if it wasn't for Micah Parsons, yeah, if it wasn't for Micah Parsons last year, and listen, it was on a hugely right side of variance when it came to turnovers last season as well. Like, Trayvon Diggs with all those picks, one of the things we don't talk about is he's kind of that all-or-nothing type of corner, right? And, like, it went mm-hmm. it went for him good a lot of times, but like listen, he got burnt a lot of times as well, right? And like some of those aren't going to continue to turning in, turn into interceptions for this team. So like there were warts kind of on the defensive side as it was too. So man, and if listen, I don't like to sit there and bash coaches all over the but a lot of people hate McCarthy. Like a lot of people. Think I wonder whose seat is hotter between Mike McCarthy and Cliff Kingsbury after just the way that this season has started on both ends. Yeah, I mean you got to think that both are you got to think that both are are. Definitely at least shopping around. Like, where, where do I want to end up ideally? You know, like, I don't know. Am I going to stay in the Fort Worth area? Am I going to stay here in Arizona? Maybe I'll go somewhere else. Like, where's some cheap property? Um, if you look ahead to the Cowboys week two contest, they're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, a seven point dog at home, total 44 and a half. And this is a game that probably would have been closer to pick had Dak Prescott been available in it. And yeah, this it was is, one, one, one and a half um, yeah. on the look ahead. So this is yeah. like an Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love type drop off of what odds makers are expecting between yeah. Dak and Cooper Rush. So we're not, we're not getting into what Skip Bayless <laughs> had to say on, on talk radio earlier today that um, it's basically the same thing. There's not yeah. a drop off. Yeah, they Come went on. from the favorites to win the division to last. I mean, they're behind the commanders and the Giants uh, at this so point bad. to win the How division. About the Giants? Dayball going for two. Hey, that was a good that was a good win for my alt over right there. That I was a, love it. I loved it as well. It was like, a, you know, listen, there's there's if you want to nitpick, right? So typically you don't want to do that when there's still that much time left on the clock and that the other team has a timeout because what you do then we're going to get some we're going to talk little talk little, little talk radio here instead of sport <laughs> instead of uh, betting radio but like what you do is is you then force the sense of urgency from the other team right like if there's if there's not enough time left it's fine you can do that where you're basically winning the game by going for two but when there's that much time left and the timeout as opposed to a team, if it was tied, they would just play more conservatively and probably pack it up and just go into overtime, right? Well, you're forcing them to play super, super, super aggressively, and it almost works counter- contradictory to what you're trying to do there because now they just got to get in, like, long field goal range, mm-hmm. which is, you know, basically what ended up happening. And, and, and all that. so, like, I was like, oh, no. When I saw him line up for two, I was like – Oh no! There's too much time in. They have a timeout. Like no, this is gonna work. This is this is gonna work out poorly. But it didn't. And good on them. And again, like uh, it, this Giants team is super, super interesting. We talked. We saw some really good coaching debuts yesterday yes. that I think at least played out like we had talked about leading into the season. Where at the very least, and this is not to like go absolutely crazy on here, but at the very least, at least the, it looks like there's a change of philosophy for some of these teams, which is which is good in, mm-hmm. in the nutshell. Now, whether that equals wins down the line and where they're gonna end up at the end of the year, we don't really know. First time head coaches yesterday, 4-0 straight up. We'll see if uh, Nathaniel Hackett can keep the trend alive tonight with the Broncos. Um, Another injury update for you at the quarterback position. Mac Jones, um, Bill Belichick might not have had an update, but all of the NFL insiders have. Apparently he was dealing with back spasms. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, come Wednesday's injury report, he's listed as limited. But as of right now, where things stand with the x-rays coming back negative um, and the test believing that it is back spasms, you'd have to imagine that he's going to be available to play week two at Pittsburgh but a rough opening weekend for uh, the Patriots here getting just blasted by the Dolphins. Yeah, this was, this was a lot of the, a lot of the stuff, at least in week one kind of manifested 
for these teams that we were super down on. And this was one of those teams, and this is one of those things that came into fruition here. It was, there's just not a lot of playmakers in this team, right? I mean, there's just not a lot of talent for, I mean, you can look at Mac Jones and you can say like, ah, you know, is he any good or not? Well, I don't really know if you can get a fair assessment of what he's dealing with. I mean, there's nobody to, there, there's no dudes on that team. You know, there's just no dudes. And you have and, Matt Patricia that's calling your yeah. plays. So I don't know. It's it's a recipe for disaster for a guy who was largely considered to be the offensive player of the year for majority of the year last seasons before Jamar Chase went off and did the things that he did. But it's just, it's an unfortunate start, I feel like, for Mac Jones. Um, and now, interestingly enough, a one and a half point road favorite going to Pittsburgh, who is dealing with some injury issues of their own. Uh, TJ Watt reportedly dealing with a pec injury. And Adam Schefter says he's going to be seeking second and third medical opinions on this. Um, if doctors do determine that it's a full tear and he needs surgery, likely that means the season's going to be over. If he doesn't need surgery, could be an o- earlier return within the one to two month window. Um, but that's a significant, a significant yeah, I injury. I can see why you're getting the second, the third, and maybe even a yes. fourth opinion on this because like missing the entire season or missing a yes. month is like certainly reigning uh, defensive player of the year. Here. It was, I, you know, I just happened to have this one. I just happened to have this one on at the time. And like, I mean, he, he, he said it like the audio of the of the game caught it. He goes, "I tore my pec." Like, yeah. he, like he said, he's like, "I tore my pec. I felt it." And so, hopefully, he I mean for he hopes he's wrong that he that he didn't, or at least that he didn't suffer the kind that's going to put him out for the season here. But again, it's a it was a it was a fortunate. Win. Hey, listen, good on you because this is going to help. The, you know, this, I this gotta lot. tell you, when I bet their season win total over, I did not have yes. week one at the Bengals pegged as a W. Yes. But I, mean, I will take it gladly. That one was wonky, wacky. We'll talk about that one too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that one that one was super wacky. Najee Harris also injured his foot in the game. Um, reports though, it's not considered a big deal. Maybe just a slight tweak reaggravation for the Liz Frank injury that he dealt with. Um, That's it. The Steelers are they don't reveal their injury stuff All as right. much as some of these. Other right. teams, so let's like my fantasy let's team monitor that. Would like him to stay yes. alive. Uh, let's monitor that one a little Mike bit. Golick Jr. coming up next. We're gonna get his take on a wild weekend in college football, a brutal loss for his alma mater, Notre Dame. Is he in therapy today? We will find out coming up. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Zinn Final Countdown Live from the South Point in Las Vegas, presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine to help millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there's one right time to make a change. Everybody's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show alongside Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Tony. excited to welcome in Mike Golick Jr., host of Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. on the DraftKings Podcast Network, analyst for Learfield's College Football Saturday Night, also likely in need of a therapist today, given what went down with the Fighting Irish over the weekend. They got got. Mike, what happened? Uh, yeah, no, speaking of the therapist part, I was planning on doing this hit from my couch, not far behind me. I figure <laughs> I could just lay out and start to explain my problems to you guys right now because... Stormy, I think the reason they got got and the reason that I've been trying to put out small fires among the Notre Dame fan base for the last 24 to 48 hours is because right now I think there are some complex problems here that go back to last season for Notre Dame, especially on offense, right? You had seen an offensive line last year beat up, scrambling guys around to try and fill some holes there, struggling to protect the quarterback last season. You had seen a wide receiver room that had gotten thinner over the last couple of years. And all those that were problems that you could mask with a veteran quarterback in Jack Cohn who came over from Wisconsin last season and a veteran head coach in Brian Kelly. Now that you've got Marcus Freeman taking over at 36 for the first time, now that you had a Tyler Buckner who's been lost to the season mm-hmm. due to a shoulder injury that he sustained in this game, the margin for error is a little thinner, and we saw that against a Marshall team that has worked the transfer portal, that had plenty of guys in here, Columbia quarterback who's played Power 5 football at a couple of different stops. 
you you now had that margin of error shrink for this team. And so I really think this may help them in the long term. The college football playoff conversation after the close loss to Ohio State week one is over. This team now has to focus on making sure you're a bowl eligible squad so you get those 15 extra practices and then making sure that you start to develop some of those areas. Drew Pines coming in at quarterback. You got to get this offensive line protecting him a little more because now the game changes. Your quarterback's not going to be as big apart and threat in your run game and so that's going to make life a little different but they still think they have the pieces and they've got the people in place coaching staff wise to make that happen mike the game everybody was paying attention to what goes down to the wire alabama and texas this past week and did you come out of that one with a sense that alabama maybe has a couple of weaknesses along the way or did you come out thinking hey maybe this texas squad is actually just a lot better than we gave them credit for Uh, I'm going to quote a great commercial and say, why not both? I think Mm -hmm. that uh, Texas on defense, a lot of that, uh, uh, a lot of that, I'd say praise has been going Gary Patterson's way here. The offensive analyst and former TCU head coach is just automatically being lumped into the defensive conversation since he's near there and he'll probably deserve some credit in this, but up front, they battled with Alabama in a way we haven't seen from Texas, especially last year. You go back and look at the numbers. Texas was near the top of the Big 12 in most offensive categories last season. It was the defense that couldn't get out of their way. And conversely, while that was encouraging for them, Alabama offensively outside of Jameer Gibbs at running back, the transfer from Georgia Tech, who was a big part of both their passing and ground game, and their quarterback Bryce Young, who we saw at the end of that game step up and make incredible plays in the two-minute drill that allowed Alabama to do what a lot of other teams couldn't, not stub their toe in week one. Outside of them, you're searching for answers. This wide receiver room has continued to turn over first-round talent at quarterback, and now we're kind of looking around wondering who that's going to be in this room. So questions for them. Nick Saban has the fuel that he needs to work it out for the rest of the season because you guys know there is nothing Coach Saban loves quite like being able to take some sort of perceived slight or fault and then use that as fuel to mercilessly rip his team. You couldn't pay me. There is no dollar amount high enough for me to go and be a practice player at the Alabama practice <laughs> this week unless my name was Bryce Young because I have to imagine is going to be ugly. I got. I will say, though, if there's one thing for Nick Saban to be happy about coming out of the weekend, it's that Texas A&M also had their faults against App State. Am I right? Man, let me tell you, I don't know if it's full five alarm yet because Jimbo's making too much money for anything to really happen. But whether you believe him or not, the rumors about all the NIL money and all the booster money surrounding Texas A&M and bringing in statistically since we started ranking recruits, the single best recruiting class that we have ever seen for that to be the result. It's just inexcusable credit to app state. They're a program with a very, very set identity. We saw them. They probably should have beaten North Carolina last week in a game that featured 44th quarter points from app state. But for Texas A&M, you've got too much talent on campus for this to happen. And so you're right. While Alabama, certainly, I think you can say Georgia is, I think, clearly the best team in college football where we sit right now. Alabama's going to have time to work it out. But when you combine what we saw, Haynes King right now, I think a bottom 10 QBR among power five quarterbacks in college football through the first couple of weeks of the season. If you bring that into that matchup with Alabama, I think it's October 8th. Combined with Nick Saban, I'm sure already feeling some type of way about Jimbo coming off this offseason. That one, uh, there will be blood. Oh, yes, there will be blood. <laughs> Switching over to the NFL here, I've been trying to talk Stormy off of a ledge here with her 49ers uh, and the Trey Lance performance uh, yesterday. I, I'm actually kind of just wiping the slate clean there with this one, and maybe that's maybe that's me just looking at this. I'm not even a 49ers a guy. I'm not even a 49ers guy, but, I mean, listen, given the conditions, no George Kittle, lose Eli Mitchell early on in the game, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff that get, that goes on there. How much of a pass are you giving Trey Lance? And then even with that being said, how big of a leash does he have? You you kept Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a team that's super talented on both sides of the ball. Like how much can you let him go out there and kind of fail? I think two things. One, that leash is long because everyone involved is invested in making sure that that guy succeeds. Kyle Shanahan, everyone in that front office. I, hell, I mean, listen, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys now that Dak Prescott's hurt. Maybe they're getting a call about Jimmy G here sooner than later, but I don't think you can put him back in there. That would set your franchise back in so many ways and really for the development of this quarterback. That is now your stated mission. You guys spent draft capital to go up and get him. You told everyone it was his team. You got to let it be his team. And I think that's going to be easier because I'm with you. 
I really don't take much from this game. Snow games and rain games like this, where you spend all week wasting money on a game plan that ultimately becomes a sloppy backyard football extravaganza, doesn't matter a ton to me. And when you go back and watch the first half of that game where the conditions were comparatively less severe, I saw some decent throws out of Trey Lance. I saw the offense scheming open a lot of really open throws, which is what we expect for any quarterback back there. But as much as anything, guys, I also saw Trey Lance used as a really interesting part of this run to run uh, game. And we know Kyle Shanahan already the most creative run play desire in the NFL. And now he's got a quarterback that he can use between the tackles on some of these edge runs. I think you saw him already take advantage of that. And I think on a normal track, one that's not waterlogged and damn near flooding the way it was at Soldier Field, I think there's going to be a lot more to get excited about here sooner than later with Trey Lance. I certainly hope that you guys are both right. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm just not feeling so great right now. And I don't know if the 49ers are fielding calls for Jimmy Garoppolo because of the lack of confidence that I am feeling currently. And I'm sure a lot of 49er fans are around. But like I said, maybe I'm just a little bit too bitter because I had them in Survivor Pool this week. And I'm just, you know, dealing with the emotions of donating to the sports book in that way. But we do have Monday Night Football coming up tonight. The first one of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. First First time head coaches yesterday, Mike, 4-0. and um, We'll see if Nathaniel Hackett can get the clean sweep tonight as Russell Wilson looks to cook his former squad. Uh, can they do it and cover the spread? Uh, I think they can. If you've made me go one way or another, because I think this line is very, very close to right on it. I'd say they probably will. The Seahawks with a young secondary and an offense that we know is going to be exactly what Pete always wanted. Now, Geno Smith is a career backup at quarterback. Who's going to be your starter. He's good. Not great. And we know Pete's going to want to lean on the run game there. Rashad Penny. I think the, over under for rushing attempts is set at something like 15 and a half. And depending on game script, you could probably get close because Kenneth Walker is a little banged up in this one. I like Russell Wilson over one and a half touchdowns in this game, though. I think with what he's got in that wide receiver room, Hamler, uh, Hamler Sutton, Jerry, Judy, everyone involved in this, it's going to be what Russ has been clamoring for in recent years. And based on the tree, Nathaniel Hackett comes from and what we saw in green Bay last year. I think it's going to give Russ the perfect mixture that we saw of cooking, but not going over the top and turning this into a hibachi joint here. <laughs> I don't need an onion volcano from Russell Wilson. I need him to go out here and use what's within the confines of this system. Nathaniel Hackett and that Green Bay offense were able to do that in the last couple of seasons with Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's going to be the right place and the right time for Russell Wilson and this offense to get off to a hot start. Awesome stuff. As always, Mike, you're the man. We're up against it, so we got to let you go. But before we do, I did just want to tell you that um, last year when I covered Minnesota in a bowl game, Daniel Fa'alele had a big man touchdown. And I said in the post game, thick six. That's all because of you and the branding that you have done. So well done, sir. And thank you for coming on with us. We appreciate you keeping the brand top of mind for everyone, Stormy. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> Make sure you check out the Gojo podcast uh, on the DraftKings Podcast Network and uh, every Saturday as well, Learfield College Football Saturday night. See, see, we got a little – that was just a little bit right there. He said, you know, all the weapons that he's got, he's got Judy and he's got Sutton, he's got Hamlet. We are – He didn't even try the Alberto. He, yeah, he, he didn't even try. he didn't try. even try. He just left it. He was like, you know what, I'm not even trying. Right. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, I'm there's not a, even there's trying. A, there's a good, deep, good tight end, good yeah, weapon yeah, yeah, over there. Like, um, <laughs> we're all – on Russell Wilson over one and a half <laughs> touchdowns, though. So hopefully that's not a recipe for disaster. Uh, when we get back, prop watch. Time to round things out with discussing the other options we have on the menu tonight. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up. For week one, with Bet Rivers parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offers every Sunday. We're going to keep that rolling, obviously, mm-hmm. tonight into Monday night. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Monday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet. If they score at any time, head to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Are there any eligibility requirements? We're going to save that for a later right. date. I didn't know. All right. Thank you very much. Just I think curious. I at least got the words out properly yeah. this time. I, I could say insurance. I just didn't know if there were any eligibility requirements. <laughs> the restrictions, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, uh, Stormy Bonantoni, Matt Brown with you. I don't know if you've noticed. Matt Brown actually is, um, we're, we're, he's hosting the show from a spaceship today. Yes. Listen, this is very <laughs> listen, when we're, when we deal with as, as many lines and things and stuff as we do, you can have like your Twitter machine on one, and then all the odds on another, and then you have the rundown and all the stuff on the other. And it, it, my productivity, it does, like, it looks like my productivity is at an all-time high. And and I, uh, I I'm very proud of this purchase. So um, for anyone who's just like listening on the audio side. It's a tri screen. I've got my regular laptop screen, and then I pull. I have two little extended screens. This thing is actually awesome. I think yes. that I might need to get one for on the road. Certainly for your stuff on the road. Right? I have gotten used to like having a monitor at home, so yeah. when I do travel and I'm on this little screen, like ah. But so when you're trying to do research, cool. I can't imagine do the flipping back and forth between it's the tough. tabs like a million times. That's just. But I just I'm very impressed with this, and I know that since it's black on each side, some people at home might not have been able to see it. But yeah. I wanted to call oh. attention to the beauty that is your setup. <laughs> here and it's probably extremely helpful as we go into the prop watch here uh, looking at Monday Night Football tonight the Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks the return of Russell Wilson in front of the 12s in a new uniform Um, but as we look to some of the props potentially tonight I'm sure like like I said you're flipping through on Mm -hmm, your screens you've got mm -hmm. all the goods we all are on Russell Wilson over a touchdown and a half us too, as well as Mike Golick Jr. We did not know that, by the way. Like didn't. I, didn't, I didn't have any idea that any of you y'all were on that. Which worries me now. Because I'm like, I, all right, it's going to be such sent, a run I heavy just, in the red zone I day now. I just sent the text to Stephanie as like in case she wanted to have a graphic made or something. Like I had no idea that you everybody was on that. Some people. Yeah. But before we get to some of our other, other plays real quickly, like let's say – Week one of the NFL season, some people have never bet football before. They've never bet props. They want to get involved now with how mm-hmm. much sports betting is expanded throughout the country. Where do you start? First and foremost, like, get an idea and a run – basically set out the game plan and how you think that the game is going to work out in your head and then have that play out in your prop bets. Because one of the things that people get way too confused about is they'll think a game's going to go a certain way, but then they make contradicting – Prop bets, right? It's like if you think this is going to be an extremely low-scoring game, but you have both quarterbacks throwing for over 350 yards or something, whatever, you know, like, oh, but I'm getting five to one. But, I mean, you know, if, you, if you've got the under, then that's not going to play out that way, right? And so, like, it, it, tell yourself the story of how the game is going to be played throughout your prop bets and be consistent with all that because one of the biggest things, and this happens a ton, we'll, we'll 
we'll, we'll beat you over the head with this when we get closer to the Super Bowl and, and national championship games in, in college football and things like that, where there's just an infinite amount of props available. But you get you get basically you get bogged down because there's so many different options, and then you don't even realize that you've basically started to contradict yourself in the way that you've gone about betting these things. And so just tell yourself a story and then have that story play out with your bets. Okay. So as you tell yourself the story, mm-hmm. obviously we know the situations that might happen with Russell Wilson. Beyond that, what's another prop that stood out to you as you told yourself the game script? Yeah. I mean, for me, I went ahead and I was looking pretty pretty hard. And, and listen, the number's not available anymore, which is why I didn't really say anything at the top of the show. Maybe you can find an alt just on on Tyler Lockett receptions in this thing. Because again, if I believe that the Broncos are going to have a ton of success in this game, get out to a big lead, and then force the Seahawks to get out of the game plan that they want to be in, which is a super run-heavy game plan, then Geno Smith is going to start dropping back and throwing all the time. And with that case, the the guy that he's going to be able to hit easiest is Tyler Lockett because he just runs a different type of route tree than DK Metcalf does, right? DK Metcalf is bigger play type guy. He's not necessarily like a bulk reception type guy. So like that's other that's actually another good point we can make whenever we're betting props, right? So the type of player that we're betting as well. So I would never bet a reception prop on DK Metcalf. If I was if I had conviction on DK Metcalf, it'd always be a yardage prop, right? Because he's the type of guy that is he might only have two catches in a game, but one of them might be 35 and the other one might be mm-hmm. 60 or something, right? Like he's the big play take the shot down the field so type of guy. So is he a guy. longest reception guy then as well? Right, or something or, like that. Yeah. As to where a locket as to where locket like it's even though his yardage is, is short right now sitting at 50 and a half, he could he is easily the type of guy where they just try to get him the ball at the line of scrimmage on a bubble screen, different things like that. He could end up with five or six catches and still only have 40 yard, you know, like 40 45 yards or something like that. So he's much more of a I would bet a reception type prop for him than I would a yardage type prop. So again like Evaluate the type of player as well, I think is another decent little tip in all this. I mean, like there's no real there's no real discerning difference between Judy and, and Sutton or something like that. Like those guys kind of do it all. But if there are kind of the big play type receivers to more the possession type receivers, then that should dictate how you go about betting those guys as well. So I'm gonna stick with Seattle for a prop that I bet tonight. And I don't know if this thought process is correct or not, but it did play into the way that I wanted to bet this game. And I went with Rashad Penny over the 15 and a half attempts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my thought process in this is how he closed out the end of last season. Yeah. Because obviously throughout the course of the year, he dealt with a number of injuries. Once he got healthy at the end of the year, he was one of the best running backs in football at the time. Granted, Seattle, not a one of the Mm. best teams. So you're not hearing about him a ton. Um, But as far as attempts go, he cleared that number handily. uh, 23 attempts, 25, 17, 11, and 16. So four of the last five games went over that mark. I feel like the game script, at least early, should definitely be more run heavy for Seattle. Mm -hmm. And while, yes, the run defense for the Broncos is going to be improved this year. Um, I mean, they were really bad the season ago, yeah. so there's opportunity there. Quiet, but quietly, though, I was just looking through his numbers at the end of last season for Rashad Penny, and we already talked about Kenneth Walker, probably doubtful or unavailable in this game, um, was the best running back in the NFL the last six weeks in terms of yards per carry, led the league down the stretch, averaged 92 yards and a touchdown in that span. So I'm also thinking about getting in on the anytime touchdown at plus 170 for Rashad Penny as well, because he is that guy that they would go to in the red zone. I, I really like the attempts thing here for a couple of different reasons, not only because you're talking about the usage last year, but also just the coaching philosophy that you get with Seattle, because it is to his, I mean, to the fault of this team and probably to the detriment of them winning any games this year or very many games this year, like, they 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 will run him into the middle of this line until they just can't That's do it what anymore. Pete yeah. Carroll does. Yes, like they, they will run him in the middle of this line until they can't do it anymore. If, and, and like, can if, you imagine if Pete Carroll comes out here and he's finally letting the quarterback let it fly and it's with Geno Smith and not Russell Wilson? Well, and that was well, that was my <laughs> other uh, other plan I was going to make. It's like they did this when Russell Wilson was there, right? Yeah. I mean, like now they now they're doing it with like a guy who literally could, would not start for any other team in the NFL. Like there's not yeah. one other team in the NFL that Geno Smith would be starting for. He's starting for the only squad that he could actually be the starting quarterback for, and so. Yeah, I mean, if they were doing this with Russell Wilson, certainly they're going to continue this pattern with Geno Smith back there. And again, again, it kind of at least sort of plays into how they might be able to keep this game close and how they might be able to win this game. Because if you can at least keep Russell Wilson on the sideline for as much as humanly possible, if you can squeak out a few first downs 
in the get some time of possession yeah, yeah. going. Yeah, exactly. Keep them like off the that. Field. There, there's at least a there's at least a rational thought process behind maybe running him into the middle of the line a million times to start the game out. But yes, I mean I like the attempts a ton, and I'm glad you didn't go yardage because again these could be like wasted attempts, right? Mm-hmm. I mean like these could literally be. We could look up at the end of the, this game and he's averaging 2.1 yards per carry, mm-hmm. and that would not shock me in the least bit. But Definitely like the attempts for sure. Um, one more I wanted to float your way um, because mm. this is maybe it was a an intentional question that I asked you earlier mm. about who you think could be a primary target for Russ today. Uh, mm. I have Cortland Sutton for his longest reception to be over 22 and a half yards at minus 120. Um, like we know Russ and those nice floaters can connect. Like he has a beautiful deep ball. If that's the guy that he's going to and he's accurate on it. Yeah. I think that he could very easily go over that number. Reports in camp are that he's established a very good chemistry, very good relationship with him. I don't know how much we can believe into those narratives, but that's what I'm rolling with, at least for this bet. Listen, I like it for a couple different reasons. One, I do believe he's the number one there. I guess we'll be, you know, again, we we could be proven wrong by 8 o'clock Pacific tonight, but, I mean, I believe that he's the number one for this offense. And then on top of that, Again, we talk about this is young. These are young corners, a bad secondary here. This is like this has big play, mm-hmm. busted play, some sort of something written all over it. Hopefully, he's the beneficiary of it, not one of the other guys. But it's as it's as good as honestly, it's as good a bet as is anything. On Roll out, hit the deep ball, get yeah. it to Cortland. I like yeah. it. Blown um. coverage, horrible. <laughs> just like you know, where you where we're going to be sitting there going like, oh god, this team is so bad. <laughs> like like we're good. That's going to come out of my mouth at least three times tonight during this game. We it's going to be a really fun game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Just the the storylines and everything as we do every hour here at the network we're going to close this thing out with our pro tip of the hour and we actually got it from our guest Mike Gold Jr. who recommended just throw out performances where extreme weather has played a factor it's hard to get a real read on a team to support your handicap moving forward yeah and basically don't yeah don't let it sit there and when you're looking at the next week don't let that carry over because again like I mean you even mentioned it they're massive favorites this week. You know, I mean, they're massive favorites this week. So the the odds makers did not let it bleed over into mm-hmm. week two. So you as a better don't let it bleed over as well and kind of taint how you view these teams when it's honestly like not it like any other football game. Basically, they're going to play the rest. Of the like season. we saw with the Buffalo Bills and Patriots mm-hmm. in the wind game last year. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to throw a couple of those out. We will be back with hour two v Sin final countdown in a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.